This happens to be the 50-day mark after Easter, after the death of the Lord Jesus. And of course, there were 40 days when he appeared alive. There was the 10-day prayer meeting, and then there was the descending of the Holy Ghost. And that is the beginning of New Testament preaching with awesome power. Now, I want us to go to the book of Acts chapter 2 and to notice how the apostles referred to the Lord Jesus as present, personal and present. Acts 2, verse 32. Welcome to Let the Bible Speak. This is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church here in Cloverdale. This is Ian Golliher. It is a privilege to bring the message of God's Word again to you wherever you may be. And today we're going to focus on the cross, that instrument by which God reconciled the world to himself in the death of his own Son. There is mystery at the cross, there is miracle, and there's mercy. We want to look today at the wonder of it all. May the Lord work in your heart and bring you to a personal faith in the Lord Jesus and, of course, the idea of a complete transfer of Jesus as the righteous one and all his merits to our account is the wonder, the glory of it all. May the Lord in mercy draw you today to saving personal faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and bring you to Calvary. We continue with the message also on the timeless Lord Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. May you open your Bible, join with us today as we let the Bible speak on the timeless Christ. Now, I come back to the point that I made that this text seems to stand very lonely, very much standing out without any linkage to in the grammar before or after. It's a standalone text. But the unchanging nature of the Lord is really seen through this book of Hebrews over and over and over. Are you ready to search that with me? I don't want you going home and saying, you know, you can't believe that preacher. He didn't show us it from the Bible. Let's look at chapter 1 in Hebrews firstly. Let's look at verse 8. But unto the Son he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. God. That's the Father speaking to the Son. He calls him God. Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. And then verse 10, Thy Lord in the beginning has led the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands. They shall perish. Creation shall perish. But thou remainest, and they all shall wax old as doth a garment. And as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. Do you see how the author of this book of Hebrews 
jumped right into this doctrine of the unchanging, eternal character of the Lord Jesus. And he got into it here in chapter 1. His throne is forever. The created world will change, but the Lord Jesus will never change. Then over in chapter 7, verse 23, right in the middle of dealing with sacrifices, Hebrews 7, <coughs> verse <coughs> 23. They truly were many priests, because they were not suffered to continue by reason of death. But this man, because he continueth ever, hath an unchangeable priesthood. And so you can write over at Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. One Savior, one Mediator, one Messiah, one Redeemer, and He knows no end. That's the power that is in the truth that we are looking at right there. And then verse 27, "...who needeth not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice, first for his own sins, and then for the people's. For this he did once when he offered up himself." For the law maketh men high priests which have infirmity, but the word of the oath which was since the law maketh the Son who is consecrated for evermore. And again, there is no change. He is the same. An unchangeable sacrifice. He's the Lamb that was slain from before the foundation of the world. And so the redeeming work of Christ goes away back to eternity past. And in Revelation 5, they sing the new song, Thou art worthy to take the book, for thou hast redeemed us unto God by thy blood out of every kindred and doctrine. So you can see that our Lord Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the Lamb slain from before the foundation of the world. He is the one who receives worship in glory in heaven as the Redeemer of His people. There's no change in His person, nor in His redemption, nor is there any change in His nearness to His people. The Lord Jesus is with us today. He's the same yesterday, today. We do not worship an historic Jesus. We do not worship the Jesus that is in a tomb, that is a statue, a painting. We worship the very present, real, living Christ. He is alive. And he is with his church presently today, and he ever lives for us. This happens to be Pentecost Sunday. This happens to be the 50-day mark after Easter, after the death of the Lord Jesus. And of course, there were 40 days when he appeared alive. There was the 10-day prayer meeting, and then there was the descending of the Holy Ghost. And that is the beginning of New Testament preaching with awesome power. Now, I want us to go to the book of Acts chapter 2 and to notice how the apostles 
referred to the Lord Jesus as present, personal and present. Acts 2, verse 32. This Jesus hath God raised up, whereof we are all witnesses. Now, the previous verse talks about his death and his corruption, that he did not corrupt in the grave, that he rose again. This Jesus, this living Lord, and he's with us. We saw him. He met with us. We saw him ascend, and he promised he would not leave us comfortless, but would send the Holy Spirit unto us. This Jesus, verse 33 now, Therefore being by the right hand of God exalted, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he hath shed forth this. The living Lord Jesus at God's right hand sent down the Holy Spirit, brought such power and revival at Pentecost in turning multitudes of hearts to Christ this Jesus. He was living and present. Again in verse 36, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus, whom ye crucified, both Lord and Christ. He's Lord. He's Christ. And then verse 47, Praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. And then for clarification, we'll go over to chapter 3, verse 20. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you. And uh, 26, unto you first, God, having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you. What a wonderful thing. The Father sends the Son to bless us. Will he do that today? The promise is where two or three are gathered together in Jesus' name, he's in the midst. He's with us today. We're worshiping the very present, real Lord Jesus. We can sing that hymn, what a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. He is with his people. He's in the midst of his church. He is the living conquering, unchanging Savior today with us. We're not just living out ancient history. We don't get our religion out of the archaeology speed. Now, sometimes they find things that are good and exciting, but that's not our faith. That's not our Savior. Our Savior's living, and he's alive to bless us. He's only a prayer away. Remember the promise in Hebrews 13.5? Let's go back to that. Hebrews 13.5. The Lord said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. He's our present helper today. Does that thrill your soul? And as we come to take this cup and bread, the Lord wants us to do this to remember him and we just don't remember his cross and his tomb. We remember his promise. He's coming again, this do, till I come. And he's coming for us. This is the 
present-day blessing that we enjoy. And of course, he will be with us in the future till he come, even unto death. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and staff, they comfort me. That's only possible if Jesus is alive and with us today. He is the same yesterday and today and forever. The passion and love of the Lord Jesus is the same today. The love that Christ had when he went to the cross and laid down his body on that tree, there, of course, is the epitome of the agape love of the Son of God, that God so loved the world, and the Lord Jesus so loved his church, his bride, his people. The shepherd so loved his sheep that he would lay down his life for them. Well, it is unchanging love. He loves us, his people, equally today as when he died on that cross with outstretched arms in agony for his church. He loves us with an everlasting love. Jeremiah 31, 3, The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Never forget that. Our love can grow dim. Our sight of Jesus may grow very faint. But Jesus' love for each one of his people for you as his child, if you've trusted in him, is changeless. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Ask the dying thief on the cross, is Jesus' love the same today as the day when the love of Christ reached him? Hasn't diminished. Ask Peter, ask Paul, Ask these heroes of the faith in Hebrews, does Jesus love today as he loved before? There's no change in him. He is the same Lord Jesus. And his purposes of redemption cannot change. He will build his church. He cannot start and cease. He cannot begin and not end. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the first and the last. He cannot grow weary in his work of redemption. Now, we have to confess that sometimes we grow weary. We ask, do we have to do this all over again? We ask, do we need to go out and present this gospel to sinful men? And we may grow weary, but Jesus never. He is as passionate, as zealous to run after the souls of men today as he was when he looked up the tree and he said to Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, come down, for today I must abide at your house. And of course, he was, had a plan of salvation for his soul. Now, around the world today, the Lord is saving his people. 
There are many that are being brought into the church, brought to faith in Christ. Is he working in your heart? Do you hear his voice calling you to believe, trust, come, enter into, and rest in his work, in his saving grace? In our adult class, we were finishing off Romans 10 last week, and we learned how that to the Jewish people, the Lord stood all day long with outstretched arms to call the people to believe. They were not left behind. They were not abandoned. They were called to trust. And so are you. And you will never say that you're not invited. You will never say that you were never coerced or called to believe on Jesus, the Son of God, because Jesus is timeless, timeless, the same yesterday and today and forever. And let me add in, and for me. Hallelujah! Jesus is for me! And as I take that cup and bread, as I look on that cup that is red and that bread that is white, as I commune and take of these symbols, what am I saying? Jesus is for me. It doesn't matter that I live in the 21st century or the 1st century. It doesn't matter if it is 2017 or A.D. 33, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Doesn't matter what stage I'm at in the Christian life, once we believe Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and for me. Can you take communion on that basis today? Can you reach out and take that cup and that bread and say, this Savior, this same Jesus, who lived for me and died for me, is for me today. Then we bid you participate. Take the cup and the bread. Let this be the expression of your faith. Let you declare to all present, this is my hope. This is my confidence. I am looking unto Jesus, looking away from everything else, looking unto Jesus. He is timeless. I haven't yet got to preach on his, that he is ever the same and that he is filled with truthfulness. Let's do that tonight. Come back at 6 p.m., if you possibly can, and we'll continue to preach this great truth, Jesus Christ the same, yesterday and today and forever. Yes, I stand in vanity and pride, caring not my Lord was crucified, knowing not it was for me he died. Was free, 
heard at last my sin I heard. Then I tremble at the Lord's spurn, till my guilty soul imploring turned to Calvary. Mercy there was great and grace was free, pardon there was multiplied to me. listening to Let the Bible Speak. This is Pastor Ian Golliher coming again to another part in the cross work of our Lord Jesus. We don't want you to miss the cross or miss the meaning of the cross, but you may miss the cross of Christ if you fail to understand that Jesus died as a substitute for sinners. Substitution is an absolutely essential concept in Jesus' death. If you think for a moment that the Lord merely died as an example to show bravery and instill courage in the face of suffering, you miss the message of the cross of Christ. Or if you think that the Lord died as a martyr to bear witness to a system of truth, but did not stand in the place of sinners to take their sin upon his own body, then you are in the dark. The Bible is abundantly clear and adamant that Jesus died as a substitutionary lamb in our place and in our stead. Isaiah stated, He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And by his stripes we are healed. John the Apostle stated, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away or beareth away the sin of the world. And Paul the Apostle stated, Christ died for us, where the preposition for has the meaning in the place of. The Lord Jesus died in our place and in our stead as a substitutionary sacrifice. So, our gospel is the good news of God substituting his Son to take our place to bear the wrath of God due to our sin. This is pure mercy. It is God's way of meeting his own high standard of holiness and yet treating guilty sinners in 100% mercy to get off scot-free, as we would say. Some would argue, but that is not right. How can substitution be acceptable? Can a man take the penalty for his brother and go to jail or to death in his place? No, not in civil law. But when Christ came into the world, he came as a, the representative man for his people. He is their head, or federal head, 
to fulfill every legal covenant engagement for his people. That was the contract or covenant that his father made with him in the covenant of grace. And Jesus undertook to fulfill all righteousness for them by dying in their place. God decreed the part he was to fulfill as the substitute for sinners, so that when Jesus died, all who believe on him are treated as dead to the law. Substitution is the sweetest and most merciful act of God, and it makes the cross of Christ a beautiful thing in the believer's eye. To be able to say that Jesus died for me, that is, in my place, it brings heaven into the soul. Can you say that? Do you know that Jesus died in your place? Are you rejoicing in the great contract of Calvary? God punishing his son in your place, so you go free and then made fit for heaven. There is no sweeter story to the believer, the one who can say, I lay my sins on Jesus, the spotless Lamb of God. He bears them all and frees us from the accursed load. I bring my guilt to Jesus to wash my crimson stains, white in his blood most precious, till not a spot remains. listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of the Free Presbyterian Church in Canada. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. If you missed part of today's program or would like to hear it again, you can find it archived by program date on our website. Just go to www.ltbs.ca CA for Canada. There you can read my blog, find my Bible study notes, audio and video sermons, as well as helpful articles. Or you can go to our podcast on iTunes. 
We're on the air Sundays at 9.30 a.m. for our full church broadcast and Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. on this station to bring you the gospel from our free Presbyterian church here in Cloverdale. We also invite you to our church services on Sundays, 10.30 and 6 p.m. Through our website, you can listen and view to our online services at 10.30 and 6 p.m. Make it your Sunday worship. Click on the Live Now button on the homepage of our website. Or if you would like to talk with me one-on-one as a pastor, please give me a call. The phone number is 604-897-2040. The mailing address is 187 9058 Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3S1M6. We're located just two blocks north of Number 10 Highway on 188th Street. Our website again is ltbs.ca. You can join us Monday to Friday, 5 a.m., 5 p.m., here on this station as we let the Bible speak. Mm-hmm.